Good morning. Today's lesson is in the 11th chapter of Luke, verses 1 through 13. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us and do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot give up, get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up, up get up and give you anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given you, search and you will find, knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who searches finds and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Word of God word of life. Good morning, dear friends. It's Pastor Kristen. The, through the wonders of technology, I'm coming to you from my basement. Uh, as Pastor Beth mentioned, I'm home on my fifth day of quarantining with COVID. I feel much better grateful that no one in my family has tested positive. In any case, I'd love to offer a, a word this morning on our text and one way perhaps to think about prayer. Consider this scenario. A small group of well-meaning churchgoers meets at a coffee shop to talk about prayer. Their task is to equip teams to actively pray over some of the big decisions faced by their congregation. Some come to listen, others to brainstorm ideas. One woman comes with a 10-page single-spaced uh, paper on the components of God-centered prayer, including praise, thanksgiving, intercession, and more. There's a formula for how to pray the women learn. Intimidating, right? It can be intimidating to pray sometimes. And Jesus' disciples no doubt felt that way too because they had seen Jesus praying in that certain place and they sensed his connection to the divine and they understood 
that Jesus knew God and that God knew him and they wanted to know how it was done. Over 2,000 years later, and we are still asking, Lord Jesus, teach us to pray. Teach us how to be in conversation with God. Teach us how to be in right relationship with God. Teach us the right words to say. But consider the metaphor for prayer that Jesus offers in our text today of the friend asking for bread in the middle of the night. So someone wakes up in the middle of the night, runs out of their house, probably looking a bit unsightly, pounds on their neighbor's front door again and again until they get what they need without a care in the world for the commotion they are creating. I don't know about you, but the dynamics of this story are so different than anything I learned about prayer when I was growing up. In my faith background, prayer was scripted, thoughtful, meant for the right time, at the right place. Prayer was quiet and pious, and mostly indirect, because only God could know what we should really be praying for. Prayer was never to be forward or brazen or disruptive. There was no knocking down of doors in the middle of the night, in other words. But in our text today and in the story, I hear Jesus turning all that pretense right on its head and saying, at least three main things. First, you can come to me just as you are. It's okay if it's in the middle of the night and you're knocking on the door in your ratty old pajama pants. Bring your real self, your unpolished self, your unscripted and cat-got-your-tongue self, your anxious, frightened, and burned-out self. Second, ask for what you need. Ask for what the world needs. This sounds simple enough, but it is positively un-Minnesotan to be direct, even with God. I remember some advice I received from one of my seminary professors who was reviewing my prayers, prayers that I had written for class. He said, stop beating around the bush, Kristen. Just ask God for what you need. And finally, if your pleas go unanswered, keep on pounding on that door. Of course, God does not always answer our prayers in the way we would like or in the way that we understand. But if we are to trust our scripture this morning, God will always give freely to us the spirit. And the spirit is always making some kind of way. And God promises to be in relationship with us through it all. So come as you are. Ask for what you need and what you believe the world needs and keep knocking on the door. There are so many different ways to pray and so many um, 
wonderful ways to pray, but prayer should never require us to become anything that we are not already. Because prayer is about being in relationship with God. And when you desire a healthy relationship, you show up as yourself. The same is true for prayer. Whether you're holding a rosary as some do or walking the labyrinth or raising a hand to offer a prayer today in community, you show up as yourself. I found it interesting to learn that most people raised in the Christian faith, whether they go to church anymore or not, can still recite the Lord's Prayer that prayer that Jesus taught his disciples in our text today. And maybe, just maybe, that's because it is a prayer that does not require that we become anything that we are not already. Let me explain. When we pray, Father, hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come. We're acknowledging, yes, God as holy, transcendent, and other than us. And we're praying for God's own peace and justice to be more and more a part of this world. And yet, and yet, we are relating to God as present and near to us, like a father or a mother. Or if those words don't sit well with you, like a dear friend. And when we are in the presence of a dear friend, we can be completely ourselves. And when we pray, give us each day our daily bread, we are affirming that we can ask God directly for the specific things we need in our daily lives. Can you even imagine going to a neighbor's house and saying, Give me a cup of sugar. Probably not. But Jesus is giving us this permission in prayer to be honest and direct, maybe even a little pushy when it comes to asking for what we need and what the world needs. And when we pray, forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. We come to God just as we are, acknowledging our mistakes, our failures, our participation in the sin that perhaps we didn't even cause directly. We are reminded of God's grace for us and our need to be gracious toward others. And finally, we pray and do not bring us to the time of trial. We pray, don't we, that things won't get too difficult. To this thing called prayer, we bring our whole selves and we persist with good courage, trusting that the Spirit is making a way. That's all Jesus asks of us. Everything we need for prayer, we already have. Thanks be to God. Amen.